0: This episode is brought to you by Podbean. Are you looking to start your own podcast? Podbean is an easy and powerful way to start podcasting. We give you all of the tools you need for a successful podcast, and there's no difficult technology to learn. Sign up today for a free Podbean account at www.podbean.com. That's P O D B E A N.com. Content warning. Please note that today's case involves child abuse resulting in death. Listener discretion is advised. On September 8, 2017, the San Miguel County Sheriff's Office received a call from a man named Franklin Fletcher, who was calling to report something his son Frederick had just confessed to him. In the last several months, Frederick's friends had noticed a significant change in his behavior, and began urging Franklin to visit and observe Frederick's behavior for himself. Franklin traveled from Texas to Frederick's farm in Norwood, Colorado, only to find that Frederick and several other people were living on the farm out of tents and cars. When Franklin and Frederick's friend, Adam Horn, sat Frederick down to talk, he eventually broke down and confessed that there were two dead bodies in one of the cars on his property. The next day, sheriff's deputies drove to the 20-acre farm and pulled up in front of a sign that said, The Pharmacy Arastafari Homestead. The car that deputies were told to look for was not hard to find. It was a gray Toyota Camry covered with a tarp and taped down. When they removed the tarp, deputies immediately saw that the back window was completely covered in flies. Surrounding the sedan was also the unmistakable scent of decay. Deputies opened the doors of the car and were horrified at what they saw inside. By the end of the search, Frederick Blair, Madani Sias, Ika Eden, Ashford Archer, Corey Sutherland, and Nishika Bramble would be in custody. Frederick would later confess to investigators about how a chance meeting at a Grand Junction gas station would lead to him joining a cult and also contributing to the deaths of 10-year-old Michaela Roberts and her sister, 8-year-old Hannah Marshall. Hi, I'm Gigi, and this is New Art True Crime Files. Cults are defined as a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Depending on how it is used, the word cult can be considered a pejorative because of how it is now commonly used to describe groups of people with differing doctrines or practices that others in society would consider strange or disturbing. I was unable to find exact statistics on the number of Black people in cults, but certain groups like the Black Hebrew Israelites can be considered a cult. And there were also Black cult members who were a part of Jim Jones's infamous group, the People's Temple. In recent years, Dwight Malachi York, founder of the United Nuwabian Nation of Moors, a Black supremacist cult, made headlines when he was arrested For allegedly molesting dozens of his followers' children and also transporting them across state lines for sexual purposes. Cults can be broken down into several different subcategories, such as polygamist, racist, political, or terrorist. In the case of Madani Sias' group, she was allegedly the leader of a doomsday cult. These type of cults believe in the apocalypse, and they either predict that disaster is on the way or they attempt to create it. There aren't many details of how Cias, a 37-year-old immigrant from Haiti, became an alleged cult leader or how she assembled her followers. However, according to legal documents, Cias and several group members had traveled through 38 states before settling in Norwood, Colorado. Norwood is a small town in San Miguel County and is approximately 40 minutes away from Telluride a popular skiing town, and six hours away from Denver, the capital of Colorado. As of 2017, Norwood has a population of over 500 people. Of those 500 plus residents, 97% are white, one6 are Native American or Hispanic, and 023 to 0.68% identify as other or mixed race. In May of 2017, C.S. met Frederick Blair and his farming partner, River Young, at a gas station in Grand Junction. C.S. and Blair struck up a conversation where C.S. reportedly said that she was a deity and believed Blair was the archangel St. Michael, the object of her spiritual quest. During this conversation, C.S. encouraged Blair to join her group. That same day, Blair also met the other members of the group, which included C.S.'s two children, her partner, Archer, Eden, Nishika Bramble, and one of Nishika's daughters, Michaela. Blair claims he didn't meet Nishika's other daughter, Hannah, until later on. There were other members of C.S.'s group, but because they were not arrested or charged in this case, they had been left unnamed. After he was introduced to the group, Blair invited them to come live on his marijuana farm, which was about two hours away from the gas station in Grand Junction. C.S. accepted. When they arrived to the farm, the group set up tents or lived out of their cars, and at some point, Blair also began living with them on the land. Young would later become upset because Blair had begun to neglect the farm in order to focus on his spiritual journey with C.S.'s group. Fed up with everything that was going on, Young left. Cias had started to deny him food, and he had become ostracized from the group for not being a true follower. After Young's departure, the farm's appearance continued to drastically change. Group members began drawing symbols in the dirt, stacked rocks onto fence posts, and also left stacks of change along trails leading to the property. Former group members stated that C.S. was known to talk a lot about doomsday prophecies, patterns of growing isolation, destruction of personal property, and also enforced extreme fasting onto the group. C.S. reportedly controlled all of the food and water on the property, and at some point she informed Bramble that she would not be able to continue to provide for everyone anymore. C.S. even reportedly ordered that Blair's dog, named Lion, be starved as well. Bramble and Blair eventually would turn to a local food pantry in town to get food for the group. Leading up to their deaths, Blair began to notice C.S.'s mistreatment of Michaela and Hannah. She had instructed the group to To refer to the girls as Pink One and Pink Two because of the clothing they had on at the time. Blair would later testify that he observed how annoyed C.S. was by the girls and that whenever he saw Michaela, she appeared to be sad, confused, and crying. C.S. had allegedly ordered Michaela and Hannah to the back seat of Eden's Camry sometime in June because of poor behavior and said that they needed to be cleansed of impurities from their past lives. Both Michaela and Hannah were not allowed out of the car, but, but water jugs nearby would be refilled as needed for them by their mother and Eden. Sias eventually limited the girls' access to food and forbade them from interacting with the group because they were "quote-unquote" too evil. The last known feeding that Michaela and Hannah received was on July 20, 2017. All adult members of the group were aware that the girls were in the vehicle without food or water and didn't do anything about it. Blair told investigators that if the girls ever cried out, CS would take a branch, wave it around and yell at them. A perimeter was later drawn around the car and group members were ordered to stay away from it because of its gray energy. Members of the group confessed to authorities that they were not allowed to feed the girls, give them water or have any sort of contact with them. Only Archer stated that the girls were allowed to eat, drink and leave the car to relieve themselves. Sometime in August, Bramble informed the group that the girls had died. Blair went to see for himself and testified that he saw one of the girls feet hanging out from the car. Instead of calling for help, Blair and Archer covered the car in a tarp and taped it down with duct tape. From the time the girls were banished and after they were known to be dead, the group moved to another part of the land and began preparing for an apocalyptic event, which was to occur during the August eclipse. The group believed this eclipse would bring three days of darkness and hoped to achieve what they called light body. But the apocalypse never came. Once C.S.'s group had moved on to the farm, Blair was ordered to stop growing his marijuana plants. Unaware of the change at the farm was Investigator Dan Kovalt, who had a standing invitation to make regular compliance checks on the land. In the past, Blair was described as being open and friendly during Kovalt's visits, but on August 19th, Blair was anything but nice. When Kovalt dropped by to check on the farm, he found Blair, C.S., and archer, and a shack that they had built during the time they were waiting for the apocalypse. Blair informed Kovalt that he was interrupting a religious ceremony and that he was no longer growing marijuana on the farm, so Kovalt didn't need to come back. While Investigator Kovalt was on the property, he observed the poor conditions of the farm and grew concerned for C.S.'s children, who he saw running around in the field, while the adults were in the shack, conducting their ceremony. Koval decided to report his observations to social services, but in September, he received a letter stating that his concerns did not meet the parameters of the agency and that they would not be moving forward with an investigation. The next time Koval set foot on Blair's farm was when Michaela and Hannah's bodies were found. It is believed that the girls had died a few days before his last compliance check. A few weeks later, Franklin Fletcher came to town to visit Frederick. He had heard through some of Frederick's friends about his son's odd behavior and had also learned that Frederick had given up the rights to his dog, Lion, who had been starved but eventually removed from the land by a sheriff's deputy. When Franklin and Adam arrived to the land, they walked past the tarped car and noticed the flies buzzing around it. Adam took pictures of the car with the intention of giving the photos to police so they could identify the other residents on the property. The two men found the farm's shack and inside were Archer and Seus. When Fletcher asked for his son, Archer and Cias directed him to the front of the property. Fletcher found his son, but Frederick was not at all happy to see him. Frederick insisted that he was quote-unquote whole, despite the fact that he had clearly lost a significant amount of weight. Fletcher then called Frederick's mother, who spoke to him for a few minutes and convinced him to come back to Texas with his dad. Fletcher agreed to let Frederick leave with him, but only if he confessed to what was in the car. Blair finally admitted that Michaela and Hannah's bodies were inside the car and that they had been in there for quite some time. Franklin then called the police. When the girls' bodies were recovered, Michaela's was removed first and then Hannah. Investigators, as well as members of the coroner's office that were on the scene, described the girls' remains as partially decomposed, skeletonized, and mummified. Autopsy reports were not able to determine exactly when the girls died, who died first, or what caused their deaths. It is believed that hypothermia, dehydration, and starvation played a significant role in the girls' demise. 72 nanograms of marijuana were found in Hannah's tissue, but it is unclear how she ingested it and how and what effect it may have had on her. Forensic anthropologist Heather Edgar testified that both girls' bones showed signs of significant interruption and in growth, which can be caused by malnutrition, disease, and social stress- stressors. After the discovery of the girls' bodies, Blair, Cias, Archer, Sutherland, and Eden were taken into custody. Madani Sias has been charged with first-degree murder and child abuse resulting in death. Her trial has been postponed several times because she has been deemed incompetent to stand trial. Sias is currently residing in a state hospital in Pueblo, Colorado, for further evaluation. If she is not declared competent, then she will remain there until she has been restored to competency. CS and Arch's children were taken into protective custody by the state of Colorado. Nashika Bramble has also been charged with first-degree murder and child abuse resulting in death. Her trial is currently underway and is expected to last for three weeks. Last week, photos of her deceased children were shown to the courtroom. As their bodies appeared on the screen, Bramble appeared to wipe her eyes as the coroner described how the girls had been recovered from the crime scene. Deputy District Attorney Rob Whiting would later ask the judge to inform jurors of court-provided counseling services for those affected by the images of Michaela and Hannah's bodies. Although Michaela and Hannah were born in Florida, it is still unclear how or when they joined the cult and how long they had been on the journey with CS's group. Ashford Archer was charged and convicted on two counts of child abuse resulting in death and helping to conceal a crime. He was sentenced to 24 years in prison, but plans to appeal his case. Aika Eden was charged with child abuse resulting in death and has pled not guilty. Her trial was scheduled to begin this month, but just like CS, Eden has been deemed incompetent to stand trial. She is currently housed at a mental health facility in Pueblo, Colorado, waiting further evaluation. Corey Sutherland was arrested but was not charged with any crime. After his arrest, Frederick Blair admitted to investigators that he had been that he had been under CS's spell and would do whatever she asked of him. He also confessed that although CS did not have any weapons, that he was very afraid of her and that other members of the group moved under her direction and control. Blair was later charged with two counts of child abuse resulting in death and one accessory charge. In exchange for the abuse charges being dropped, Blair accepted a plea deal and agreed to testify against the other members of the group. The plea deal carries a two to six year sentence, but since Blair has already been in custody for over a year, if a judge sentences him to the lower end of the years his charges carry, he could be paroled within months. Blair is scheduled to be sentenced in September of this year. Thank you so much for joining me on this week's episode of Noir True Crime Files. This episode was written and edited by me. NTCF Podcast is now available on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Pocket Casts. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at NTCF Podcast. And you can also visit the show's official website at noirTCFpodcast.squarespace.com. Dot com. I'll be back next week with a new crime file, but until then, goodbye for now. This episode is brought to you by Podbean Live. Podbean Livestream is a unique platform for turning your podcast production into a live show. It's open to any podcast or on any hosting site easily invite multiple co-hosts and guests to join your live stream. Earn money from live show ticket sales and get listener rewards and engage your audience in new and exciting ways. Ready to get started? Sign up today at www.podbean.com/live. That's p o d b e a n.com/live. Now is the chance to use reliable energy to grow your money with the Dominion Energy Reliability Investment.